a scorching crime tale that launched the blockbuster in the line of duty saga. Super cool Japanese pop idol Henry Sonata, from John Woo's Once a Thief, Michael Wong, and from Supercop, an heroic trio, and soon to be starring as the next Bond girl in Tomorrow Never Dies, action goddess Michelle Yeoh, Royal Warriors. Action so good, it hurts. Available now on video cassette. When you can take the pebble from my hand, it will be time for you to leave. Ninja, the tea party's over. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Asian Action Cast, where we watch, review, recap, revamp the best and worst of Hong Kong and Asian action cinema, and the terrible spills and thrills of the stuntmen who gave their lives, livelihoods, elbow joints, knees, toes, for your watching pleasure. My name is Sam, and I'm joined today by Scott. Hello, Scott. Hello. And Rachel. Hello. The Kung Fu couch, a little small tonight. A little small tonight. We've been plagued by uh, stuntman injuries, <laughs> viruses and sickness and, and all that kind of jazz. Nothing COVID related though, which is fortunate. Mm. Yes. But we made, we made do. We, uh, we watched the film as we normally do. And tonight, Rachel, you have a very good track record of picking fantastic action films oh, that are fun. Thank you. Yes, Thank no. you very much. You're doing very well. <laughs> was, was there a process? Is there a process for choosing a film? Uh, I think I've been not stuck on, but I think there's a lot of 80s movies that are worth uncovering. I think you're right. So, I've been going through those in my head somewhere. This is actually a highly topical film. Well, tell us about the film first and what made you think of it. Um, this is 1986's uh, Royal Warriors, aka In the Line of Duty, um, starring Michelle Yeoh, who's of course very topical at the moment, being nominated for Oscar, an Oscar for Best Actress, and a go oldie, already a Golden Globe winner. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah, uh, and a lot of people have been saying that it's long overdue because she's had a career that spans what, like, 40 years. Yeah, I mean, it's taken her a long time to get there. From, I guess. Being a stunt, well, Miss Malaysia and being coming an actress in Hong Kong, um, probably breaking a few bones in the process of being a stunt woman in a films, her own stunt woman, I guess. If you see her like her earlier movies, like this one, uh, Royal Warriors, obviously she she was in Supercop, um, yes, yes Madam, yeah, and all that, and the action that she's doing is highly physical. Uh, she's uh, I think got a dance background, so she's got the moves, she's got the flexibility. And I will give credit to her that throughout her whole career, I never felt like she felt entitled to be recognized with an award. Mm -hmm. But to see her like get really emotional getting the Golden Globe and getting the Oscar and then looking at her body of work with, I guess, humility, I'm, I, I have to give her respect because she's just kind of taken it as it comes. I think she said actually when she was uh, talking about the Golden Globes or before that, and she was talking about her getting cast in this role in Everything Everywhere All at Once um, by the Daniels. She was touched that somebody would see all of those facets of her character, which she's played. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, uh, obviously all these other action films as well, and Crazy Rich Asians, um, which I thought was fantastic. You know that you're right. 
you actually have a lot to draw on and more so than you know many other women who haven't had careers half as long. So to sum it up, a dead set legend. A dead set legend, <laughs> as we say. Now, Rachel, before we move on, can you please mm-hmm. provide the translation of this title for Royal Warriors? Um, are you... I have to find that title. It's good here. Title. It's Wonga Jin Si, which yeah. is my terrible pronunciation. The, which is the Royal Warriors part. And then there's some subtitle called, that is like Little Shrimp versus... Um, God, my Chinese is so bad. I think it's... I think it's abalone. But Little I, shrimp versus abalone. I need to check it. Wow. Okay. Is that making? Is that playing on the fact that she's a woman? And I don't know where that title comes from. There's like no sea. Where's the seafood? Unless it's like the jumbo sea uh-huh. rest, uh, seafood restaurant at the beginning. Maybe it's like a euphemism for Michael Wong's appendages. It came from. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, should we go through a little bit of background and trivia on the film? Yes. Just to kick it off. Uh, we'll do that and then we'll do the, the pitch. So, this is a, as you mentioned, 1986 film directed by uh, David Chung, starring Michelle Yeoh as the titular. Her name's Michelle as well in the film. Actually, I think everybody's name is their name in the film. Michael Wong, who you might know for his good looks and nothing else. Uh, Hiroyuki Sonata is billed as Henry Sonata in this film, mm-hmm. uh, but I know him more as Duke Sonata. Uh, and you might know him as Scorpion from the latest Mortal Kombat film. Another dead set legend. A dead set legend, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and also, I didn't recognize him in this film because he looks so damn young. Uh, the Duke Sonata. He so, wore that shit out of the jack- leather jacket though. He did. He did. He was looking hot. <laughs> uh, Michael Wyman, who plays Harvey Lee, he's a no- notorious triad like boss and uh, was he ever I heard that he might have like done some work with the police as well so he gets respect from both sides yeah I think he's kind of transitioned like helped the police Uh, and helped the triad he's like in that very grey area I think yeah he's like Danny Trejo you know (laughs) yeah a little bit Danny Uh, Trejo's done shit I don't know yeah he's done shit and he's reformed and now he reads children's books and stuff makes taco commercials yeah yeah why not both Um, (laughs) (laughs) so I'm sure that there's a bunch of... A Blackie Co plays a... Uh, little cameo. <laughs> a fantastic cameo as a bus driver. Um, <laughs> that so, might be the My Lucky Stars moment for this year already. There was a lot of comments. He's like, oh, and he's in the bus. <laughs> it's funny because every time I see like a Hong Kong actor, I just go, I know that guy. Uh, but I do watch a lot of Hong Kong films, so... Hmm. But uh, trivia, shall we go around? Do you have some other trivia, Scott? Well, we spoke about this... Um, off air, this, uh, the alternate title for this is In the Line of Duty. And this is a bunch of movies that are sort of vaguely connected. So I'm going to just go through them quickly. So Yes, Madam is the first one, followed by this one, Royal Warriors, followed by In the Line of Duty 3. So we jump straight from 1 to 3. <laughs> followed by In the Line of Duty 4, which is called In the Line of Duty in the UK. Followed by Middleman, which is called In the Line of Duty 5, Middleman. Forbidden Arsenal, which is called in the line of duty six. Sea Wolves. <laughs> yes, Madam 92, aka Death Triangle. Who and Yes, Madam 5. Huh? Who made this shit up? It's, uh, it's a German slash European distributor or something? Probably. So they're all kind of vaguely connected. But before we go any further, I need to uh, bring your attention to in the line of duty three and some of the cast for this movie. Are you ready? So in, in the line of duty three has Dick Wei, Melvin Wong, Stanley Fung, Richard Ung, Eric Sung, Sandra Ung. Benny Law and Robin Shu. Holy shit! We're gonna Ma- watch, we're we, gonna watch that at some point. We need to watch that film. <laughs> That's uh. Well, hang on. Did I miss In the Line of Duty two? 
it kind of skips it. So there is no in the line of duty too. Uh, according to this timeline, in the line of duty two is uh, in your dreams. It's not here. <laughs> it's no, there's no such thing. They go straight from one to three. Holy shit! They need to make in the line of duty two now. They just make the Brandon Lee movie or something. Twenty twenty three release. Moon Lee's in Yes Madam ninety two, which is part eight of the in the line of duty series. So confusing. The yeah. only thing that's really linking them is that there's a female policewoman. That's it, right? Uh, Donnie Yen's in number four. But is he, is he the lead in number four? Just says co-starring Donnie Yen. Hang on. Uh, I'm clicking on the link. I, f- I figured that that's, that's the whole premise of these films. That's what He's on the front would cover group there. them together. Uh, Donnie Yen, Michael Wong, and Cynthia Khan. Cynthia Khan? <laughs> Michael Wing- Wong is the leading link here. Oh, that's a big grade oh. movie if I ever thought of one. Does Michael Wong and A grade like belong in the same sentence? I don't know. Can you? I don't know. I, I struggle. I can't think of anyone at the moment. Also in this movie, uh, uh, Royal Warriors is Eddie Ma, who some people on this podcast have called Asian Drago. Yeah, Christian. <laughs> Mainly because he just looks like a big, beefy, kind of Ivan Drago type character. Can we just take a sidebar and talk about Michael Wong for a sec? Um, I've read a few, scum- skimmed a few reviews of this, and they're all shit on Michael Wong and his acting. Uh, is he really that much of a heartthrob, a star? What, what, how do you rate him, Rachel? Zero. <laughs> a zero? No, I mean like... Can he sing? Can he dance? No, he just looks a certain way. I think they just wanted at that time someone to look interesting in a film, right? Classically good looking. Oh, I don't Is that know. what you call him? No? He's got a bit of a mullet. It's because he's half Chinese, I think. So, he looks interesting to a Hong Kong audience. He's exotic. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess because I, he looks like he's international. So, maybe they want to be like, well... I want to be international. Like he's half Chinese, so he's still acceptable to a Hong Kong audience, but he's also half, was it Dutch? Dutch, Amer- Dutch American, so he looks exotic. Yeah, he does. And he also doesn't speak like any Chinese, apparently. Not Cantonese at the beginning. Or, he yeah. can now, but it's like, it's quite, um, it's, you know, it's a little bit accented, but it's still fine. You know what? As much as I want to shit on him, <laughs> if I was good looking enough to get a career in a foreign film industry without speaking the language at all, why wouldn't you? Haters going to hate? Yeah. Like, are you going to be like, nah, I guess I don't deserve it? Or would you be like, I'll take it? I mean, yeah. like, um, they're not necessarily as exotic looking, but Robin, Robin Show and like David Wu both were like Americans who wanted to be in the Hong Kong film industry, but they haven't lasted as long as Michael Wong somehow. I guess they found success elsewhere. Yeah. And Michael Wong is just kind of... He's just that's, that's stumbled into everything. In a way. <laughs> he's he just lingered. stumbled into everything. Yeah. Failed upwards. He's, his brother is Russell Wong, who's also another uh, American... Well, I've not seen him in any Hong Kong films, but he was in Romeo Must Die as a villain. He's good looking too, in a more rugged kind of way. Better looking? Uh, I, I would say to me. Yeah, I think Russell Wong would probably be a, a bit more dangerous, whereas Michael Wong is... After we discussed him in this film, I imagine Michael Wong to be exactly what Michael Wong is like. So, you're saying Michael Wong is... What you see is what you get. (laughs) Yes, very much. He didn't take his shirt off, so I don't know if you can rate his fitness or not. No, but I will say Michelle Yeoh is, is, yeah, super fit. Mm. But she was wearing a lot of tight clothes and she looked like very flexible. I was like, can Michael Wong kick your head? I don't... Not at that time anyway. I don't think Michael Wong can touch his toes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he was, yeah anyway so shall we go around and do a pitch of the film if uh, you wanted to somebody who hadn't seen the film and you wanted to convince them of what they should expect watching this film um, Con Air meets Rambo meets the Terminator meets 
too fast, too furious, and right. then Michael Wong ruins everything. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So that's everything. That's a shotgun. It's a car chase. It's a it's a plane hijacking. It's explosions and Michael Wong and Michael Wong. Rachel, I think uh, Michelle Yeoh is the toughest policewoman in maybe this whole series. Even I think like yes, Madam was was amusing, but I think um, this one takes the cake with all the explosions and fights and everything. And yeah, armored cars. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's like stripes. Um, all right. I think this is uh, Michael Wong ruins a good buddy cop film. <laughs> it is a good buddy cop film. It's hard boiled. It's grizzled. And Michael Wong just gets in the way. Are you saying he's just, he's just the buddy then? He's, he's the friend zone, so but the buddy. He's not even a friend. He's, he's, he's a friend of me. Oh, he's terrible. He's a sex pest. Yes, that's right. He's a sex pest. Is that what's another word for a sex pest? Because he's not—it's not a predator per se, is he? He's not a predator. He's a pest. He's Can I cut you off here and say that is Michael Wong the uh, Wayne Lai of this movie? <laughs> no, Wayne Lai deserves an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in terms of the character, like he has a redemption arc at the end, right? He Wayne Lai knew what he was himself. doing. <laughs> he yeah. sacrificed the whole himself. time being an asshole in that yeah. in, in Bio Zombie. That is. Look, I, I give you props if you can pull off a, an asshole really well. Michael doesn't reach there. He's just a wet blanket. He's just... But the sacrifice at the end. Yeah, even that. I mean... Not good enough? No. That's just him untying a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Anyway, that's my pitch. That's, uh, and that's collectively all of our pitches. So, yeah, if you, if you go skim some reviews of this movie, they all pretty much said what we said. They all hating on Michael Wong for reasons unknown. You should, well, or reasons, reasons, reasons unknown. Or reasons we just described. Very obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, you go watch this film if you haven't already and uh, tell us if you agree with us or not. And let's uh, address the elephant in the room here. There's a line uh, towards the end of the movie where one guy says to Michael Wong's character and probably Michael Wong himself, your acting sucks. <laughs> and we're all like, oh, there's some truth in that. Uh, this film is, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I won't jump the, uh, jump the shark because I was going to say this film kills everybody. And I was going to say, except Michael Wong, except it doesn't. Spoilers. Um, so, what do we do here on the uh, Asian Action Cast? We go through the story a little bit, and then we go through the uh, major beats in the film that we enjoy, that we like. Uh, and then at the end, we discuss uh, impact moments, right? So, I'm going to do Michael's role here, which is give a very brief snapshot of the film as a synopsis so you can follow along with us when we talk about shit. They're cops, three of them. They stop a hijacking on a plane to release one of the bad guys who's been handcuffed. And there's a group of bad guys that are essentially brothers from another mother's. and War buddies. They're all war buddies. And they have a vendetta against our three cop buddies who just happened to meet on a plane. Can I just say, the world's biggest, most comfortable, quietest plane. It's in, yeah, multi-story... Uh, Wide that, corridors. Did Incredible. aviation get worse like in the last <laughs> yeah. like thirty years? It got, or it got 40 quick, years? It got quicker, but it got worse comfortably. Smaller. I'm pretty sure this plane was like aisle. It was four by five by four, which is huge. And so the the, the whole story, the whole premise of the story, is really a reverse revenge, which is bad guys getting revenge on the good guys. And scene. That's <laughs> that's the whole story. So. As you mentioned, Scott, this movie opens... Actually, you weren't even there for the big airplane fight scene. I saw a bit of it. I had to to make a telephone call. 
I, I, I think I ducked off just as Michael Wong was getting annoying and the, <laughs> they spilled a bunch of stuff on a teddy bear. Yes. The rabbit. There was a giant rabbit. Yeah. Henry Sonata's rabbit that he had for his daughter. It was a huge rabbit. Can you imagine carrying that on his carry-on like luggage? You're not allowed to like have such huge things sitting in front of your seat. You've got to fit under... Well, you know, under the seat in front nowadays, of you. Nowadays, <laughs> we have to fit under your, yeah, under your seat. Well, I think maybe this was in a time because given the size of the aisle, maybe he was allowed to have a rabbit kind of sitting there. Also, no one's smoking on this plane. Yeah, I was going to say, this it's is the time true. where people could smoke on a plane, right? <laughs> Nobody's smoking. The aisles were huge. If this was a real plane, I, I miss the old days because they were amazing. For the listeners, when I walked back, they threw a grenade into the cupboard where the baked beans and the Coke was. It blew up and the plane landed safely. <laughs> cool story. Cool story, Before bro. Before that, they, the they actually um, broke a window and then the, then the um, bad guy um, was basically the plug for it. His face was. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, bro- one of the war brothers. I will say that the effect, when they shot it, because obviously it's not a real plane. When they shot it and the window being broken and the air was sucking them out and there was actual like vibration and motion in the camera, they shot it very well. I did believe that they were getting sucked out of that window. It was, it was very believable. There was like some kind of like emotionally stretching them. I don't know how they do it, but... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, sure. A big, big fan. Did, wasn't there an action scene before this even? Like when the movie started? Where, where did we start from? Well, they uncuffed the guy, right? It's like, uncuff him. No, but even before they even introduced that guy. Oh, in Japan. Yeah, in Japan. Because oh, it opens yeah, yeah. in Japan, doesn't it? Yeah. That's right. Michelle Yeoh's dancing and, and rocking out. And- in uh, Yoyogi Park. And then it cuts to like some gangsters chasing a guy in a restaurant. His dad trying to save him. Yeah. But then they they like, they like chop him, essentially. But there's no blood. But And she I picks up like a kendo stick. Oh, okay. That's just to introduce her. Because it's really not linked to anything else. No. It has no relevance at all to they this. They had to story. fly to Japan to get Henry Sonata's paperwork sorted. It's like, while we're here, let's get the camera out. Yeah, they had a lot of cameras. Sponsored by Kodak. Um, no, it was Canon. Sorry, Canon. Sorry, Canon. <laughs> there was a, it was a Kodak, couple of Kodak film scenes in the background, incidentally. Maybe that's why you're thinking of that. Ah. So, uh, it was a good showcase at the beginning for Michelle Yeoh to show her acrobatic moves. She was kicking really well. Uh, very good form. And she, when she had a kendo stick, like she did your uh, wushu movements, I guess, which looked good. And she was able to beat the shit out of these guys. And then the policeman rocked up and she just said, I'm from Hong Kong police. And apparently that was okay. Yeah, she was having too much fun. She was smiling. And they were like, okay, Michelle, yo, you're pretty. <laughs> like as soon as she finished, like this cop on a bike goes, hey, what's going on here? That's funny. The guy that was on the bike, because he was on a bike, he just rocks up. And he's, he probably waited till the fight was over. He's just like, I oh, come out now. <laughs> but you're right. It was just to introduce Michelle Yeoh. And then the next scene is, I guess, her, Michael Wong. Because they don't know each other, do they? Michael Wong and Michelle Yeoh. They meet on the plane. He just falls in love immediately. Immediately. He yeah. goes, hey, I'm a Sky Marshal. Yeah, that's right. He's like, what? But what then what does Sky Marshal do? Just, is it American? That's an American thing, isn't it? Isn't, he just a co- isn't that just a cop? Because doesn't he work in that in her cop shop with her? Top cop shop. Yeah. Because Henry Sonata, who is Japanese and lives at the Japanese embassy, apparently, he also goes to this cop shop. They're all cops. Super cops. Yeah, super cops. Well, one's a sky marshal, apparently. In any case, they it all work matter. together at the Hong Kong police for some reason, but I don't know. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think Michael Wong is working with... I think he just shows up. 
Like, hey, I'm here too. And they're like, oh, this fucking guy. In the movie, he's the same as you in real life. He <laughs> failed upwards into a job with the coughs. They don't pay him. He just rocks up. <laughs> You're good looking. Here's a badge. He starts making a coffee. He's like, you can't. Oh, just let him do it. Just let him do it. <laughs> let him pretend. <laughs> Get out of my hair. Easier. Isn't he cute when he makes a coffee? <laughs> let him go. But Henry Sonata gets introduced as, uh, I guess, he knows martial arts in the film because when the fighting starts on the plane... He's able to kind of join in and help um, Michelle Yeoh because on the plane, there's. Uh, well, I mean, this movie has a repeat record of people just taking a gun out and unloading in public and just shooting people. And at the beginning, they do that to release one of the guy's brothers, so it's two guys. And they have like the guy's got a grenade and a gun and a knife and they're holding this whole plane hostage. And it's not until Michelle Yeoh starts to stand up and help an old lady to the toilet. Damn, she can take care of business. <laughs> Just quickly, uh, Sonata's character in this movie is called y- Yamato. Yamamoto, sorry. The only guy who's using a name that's not actually his name. Yes. Michelle Yeoh is Michelle Yip. Michael Wong is Michael Wong, etc. 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 Except when it's misspelled on his, on his um, <laughs> coffin, which they corrected later. Mike Wong. Yeah. Nobody likes Mike. I, I know this because this is that's how people usually misspell my name. <laughs> Rachel Wong. With an E? Yeah, they spell it backwards. Like, oh. like dyslexic. I would have thought they'd just leave the A out. Yeah, that too. So, yeah, right. there's, there's many ways. Yeah, all right. Well, who cares? We don't like Michael Wong. Spell his name whatever way you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the first villain, villain, I guess, um, is Michael Y. Mann, who's kind of in handcuffs. And he gets released by his buddy, his war buddy. And then there's a big fight that ensues. A big shootout. And Michelle actually kicks the shit out of... Uh, who does she fight? She fights Michael Wyman. And it's Michael Wong who's having a shootout with his other buddy. And Michael Wong is useless because he's just got a gun and he's hiding behind like a desk. Is that the bar, I think? Rich people's oh, bar. bar upstairs. Yeah. I really, a want a dub- I really want to go to double-decker plane. <laughs> It's a is that such plan. a thing anymore? You know, the, the character Michael Wong would have been making himself a martini, being like, oh, I'm just going to take a shot now, loading my bullets, making himself a quick drink. <laughs> He's so funny. He's like Zap Brannigan. Yeah. <laughs> it's Michael Wong. He's useless. Exactly. That, that, that's the best. Yes. <laughs> so then there's the big fight scene. And then as you mentioned, Rachel, there's a hole in the plane that gets plugged up by this dude's face. And I think they both die. Both of the brothers die. Because one guy gets his head frozen out of the plane and uh, Michael Wyman, how does he die? He gets shot? I think he gets shot and then you just see shots of him just sliding down the plane as, as they're... Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And then um, Henry Sonata grabs the grenade, throws it into the, uh, the pantry, yeah. which is full of baked beans. <laughs> Some coke in there as well. I was like, never mind like bullet holes in the plane. Yeah. Then, you, then you had a smash window and then you had an explosion on your plane and then they still managed to land at Kai Tak Airport, no problem. Yeah, well, they're good flyers. Cool story. Good pilots. <laughs> pilots like, what was that rumbling back there? I don't know, keep landing. And then they become celebrities even though like a whole bunch of people died on the plane and then they have to go to, to their day jobs and then they're like, oh, you guys are target now. So, Not, hey, can you do some witness statements? Do you need some counseling? Hey, just get back to work. Yeah. Paperwork? What about the paperwork? <laughs> I got to file a report, goddammit. <laughs> and they all act like as if, oh, yeah, you're just doing our jobs, right? Just doing our jobs. And it's like a positive thing that people just got shot up on a plane. They just forgot about it, really. Yeah. I did like the moment, though, when uh, Duke Sonata comes out of the plane and they introduce his wife and his daughter. 
And the acting's incredible because immediately, just the looks that Sonata gives to his wife, you know that there's some marriage tension there. And his daughter's so cute. She has this bowl haircut. <laughs> I was like, how do they make the, the daughter go from like being really cute and smiley? And, and he, she obviously likes uh, uh, Hiroyuki Sonata. Um, and then crying in the next scene. Yeah. Like absolutely bawling her eyes out. I thought they were going to break up or something. But uh, it's the same old trope, right? Like he's married to the job. He's not married to me. And the tension there. But I guess maybe it plays on that cultural thing where they don't talk about it. It's kind of like repressed. Or it's because they're being used as a plot device anyway so there's nothing she's fridged yeah. the woman is fridged <laughs> so th- his wife is uh nina reiko who's also known as yan wo ling ji so i don't know if that's like a stage name for i her. think it's just uh um they just translated this japanese name to chinese oh okay, okay. Well, i don't go. think she has like any lines if anything like maybe a line she, she looks like she, she makes bad eggs and she kind of looks a bit Oh, let's linger on this, please. Breakfast. <laughs> let's talk about breakfast that she Worst cooks. Worst breakfast ever. <laughs> Cut to uh, happy family in the apartment. She's making eggs, half-boiled bo- half eggs. Is that a thing? The, uh, well, no. So, what you mean is that the eggs are sitting in like water only half up to the egg, which is savage. You're like, don't do that. <laughs> and then when she's finished boiling them, the water's gone. So, effectively, you have like a Dry. half-boiled egg. Oh. Um, and then the sausages look raw. And then, and then, what do they have? Toast? Piece of toast. So, they're sitting no around butter. a table. No butter. It's dry. So, three of them sitting around a table. And their kid is what? Like three? Maybe four? Yeah. And they give the kid a spoon and go, have at it. Here's an unpeeled egg, two sausages, <laughs> and then a piece of toast. I keep thinking about how children choke on like sausages. Yeah. Because it's the right, unfortunately, it's the right size and shape to like get lodged in your airway. So, feeding a child like uncut sausage is a really Dangerous. good idea. But yeah, they just give her a spoon and you could see her kind of poking at the sausage with a spoon. And then the next thing you know, they're talking to each other and then she gets very upset. Can I, I would too. <laughs> I can't eat it. Yeah. Can I chuck a uh, suggestion as to why the eggs are being cooked in half? half oh, please. Maybe like a lot of dudes when they just try and cook, they just let it boil and let it evaporate and the water's just cooking and, and evaporating and that's just how it went. Did that's you look that up? Is that a thing? No, I'm pretty sure some of my dipshit friends have cooked it like that. Oh, my God. So, I better not let you cook my eggs then. <laughs> that sounds terrible. That's Just let it cooking. boil and boiling. Oh, shit, I forgot about that. And it, the water's all evaporated out now. That is... Hey, let me tell you. Can I just uh, do a segue here? And oh, were you a master chef back in the day? Well, well <laughs> let me just tell you Sam's little uh, hot cooking tip here. If you want to cook a perfect soft-boiled egg, you know what you do? Take your egg out of the fridge, put it in warm water for five minutes, boil oh, your water all the way. Chuck that egg in that hot boiled water. Five minutes exactly. Perfect soft boiled egg. So bring it to room temperature first. You're damn right. Otherwise, it'll explode on or your ass. Or else just use this, um, this contraption that my parents brought me from Malaysia where you just like put the egg in it and then you pour the bo- uh, boiling water on top and then it, it slowly drips the boiling water. So somehow it just... I don't know how to explain it. It just uses the boiling water to sort of it's half like a, cook it. It's like a... Uh, a sand timer, like you flip it upside down, yeah. the sand falls through. And it's slowly the water. the water comes through, and by the end of it, it's supposed to be perfect, half you know, half soft boiled. Yeah, yeah. Right. Also, for those playing Asian action bingo at home, this is the second time Sam has given us egg cooking tips. The first time he's like, <laughs> make scrambled eggs and put a little bit of truffle salt in there. Damn. Oh, yeah. Mm. You, do you remember that episode? Oh, that a bit was of um, chives. Uh, 
Box of Omen. Well, this, Box. <laughs> this better be. <laughs> Which a... is the worst episode to talk about food. <laughs> I think it was that you were like, oh, if you want to cook eggs and then you just like put a little truffle. If you want to masticate bananas, this is how you do it. Yeah, if you, if you would like to raw... masticate bananas, do not get your minds in the gutter there. Yes. Masticate. I'm sorry. <laughs> but for those of you who have not listened to Boxer's Omen, we talk about how one of the stuntmen ate a chicken's ass, spat it out, and then one of the next stuntmen ate it as well. I'm pretty sure it's that episode you're talking about. Uh, or it was the end of year episode. I don't know, but you, you gave some advice on scrambled eggs. Fantastic. So, is 2023 going to be the year of, of uh, egg? The year of the eggs? Yeah. Why the hell not? I've got more recipes. Tune in. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this movie is actually interesting, so we should come back to the movie. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Excellent point, Scott. So, first Sorry. big fight scene out of the way. You get this beautiful life, slice of life with Hiroyuki Sonata, and they have this discussion. He says, man, I'm going to quit the police force. She's all happy. They're happy. Their kid's happy. Happy family. You know what happens when you have a happy family in an action film? They're going to bite it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And this kid is very, very young. And I had thought, yeah, maybe Sonata's going to cop it. Maybe he's going to cop it. And they got in the car by themselves. And he said, I'll see you in 30 minutes. And he looks under and he sees a black box of a small LED light. He's like, no. <laughs> he runs towards it and no CG here, folks. <laughs> that was an enormous explosion for like a suburban street. You know, all this time, uh, Michael Wong is... Cracking onto uh, Michelle. So yeah. hard. So hard. And she's like, uh-huh, yep, here's some flowers. Uh, great. you got, uh, you got to describe like the photos that come with the flowers. <laughs> the selfies. Like the photo booth photos that are stuck on the front of him like pulling a face or pulling his ears or something horrible like that. I got the impression that Michael Wong was acting, or maybe it wasn't acting, maybe he really felt this way, but he was taken aback that his charms and his male kind of wiles went working on Michelle Yeoh and he was just kind of like what you don't want to just be with me can I make one more egg pun you know it's a shame that um, his his wife and daughter died because they didn't get a chance to come out of their shells in this oh. <laughs> sorry uh, <laughs> they die <laughs> terribly in a, a great ball of fire uh, their car explodes Hiroyuki Sonata is obviously distraught and upset. And then they go through a photo catalogue of the burnt out corpses of the... Actually, not their corpses. They didn't show the corpses. They're just the bunny corpse. Yeah, and the car that was all like wrecked. Doesn't he chase after the, the guy who... Oh, he does. Yeah, there's a car chase here. Yes. This they have the BMWs fast, for some reason. Too Fast, Too Furious. They chase after... um. What's the guy's name? Uh, Lam Wai? That's it. Raging Bull, Wild Wire. Oh, Raging Bull. That's, that's his character. Is it really? Yeah, all right. He's got a mustache, so he's probably playing a villain in this film. <laughs> uh, Lam Wai, who you might remember if you're a big Jackie Chan fan, as one of the soft villains of Project A Part 2. He was Inspector Chun, I believe. Good looking man, but a stunt man, nonetheless. So. There's a pretty cool car chase here. Yeah. There's like two cars chasing him down. So you got uh, Michael Wong and. Uh, Michelle Yeoh Michael Wong's like I'm coming too she's like no you're not and he gets in anyway and uh, Duke Sonata has also got his own car chasing he does well in the acting department because he's following him in this car and he looks pissed off because his family's just been killed and I did mention in jest that we should keep a track of how many times his family's been killed on screen because it happened in Mortal Kombat it happened here <laughs> and I'm sure it's happened again so I'll, yeah, I'll keep track and maybe I'll, uh, I'll update everybody on that but he does 
eventually. Is that a stat for the end of year? How many times did Sonata's family die? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, he, he follows uh, Lam Wai in the car and then makes a leap from the car, doesn't he? And ends up, because uh, Lam Wai is driving a Mitsubishi Ute. And a bunch of spotlights on the top. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that's when Sonata jumps up and kind of grabs on. And then I think that was him. It looked like him. Right? Oh, yeah, he yeah. He did all, basically all with stunts. Incredible. He's, le- he's legit because he, he was supposed to be billed as like the next Sonny Chiba, right? So um, he was in Ninja and the Dragon's Den actually as well. Um, I, didn't, I knew it was him, but I didn't know it was Hiroyuki Sonata. Um, and then we've got Michelle Yeoh and Michael Wong following in a car. Now, they end up turning their car over, don't they? I think so. Somehow, well, something happens because Michael Wong suffers a terrible injury to his elbow. <laughs> his funny bone gets a bit sore. It's very sore. And meanwhile, Sonata's getting fucking smashed across signs and cars and Michelle Yeoh's doing all of this shit. And Sonata eventually does catch up to Lam Wai and But what happens before they catch up? I, and I called it, by the way. I said, there's probably going to be some fruit that goes flying. Oranges. Oranges <laughs> get flying it's across. It's like a stuntman's, like, uh, what do you call Getting smashed by cars. Standard, I guess. All they needed was a bunch of cardboard boxes. Some, some orange carts. <laughs> I guess yeah. it's like it's a good way to um, demonstrate chaos and movement with low risk, right? Because an orange is not going to derail a car. And if you get an orange in the eye, well. <laughs> it stings a little bit. It stings a little bit, and yeah. Just use the boxes at the end, like you're saying. <laughs> yeah. To, to stop the, the, what, the car from going too far. Yeah. Spice up a little bit. Have some lemons out there or something. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's right. Or maybe even a non-citrus. <laughs> Some Maybe a stone fruit, <laughs> perhaps a durian to make it exotic. <laughs> Tires get popped. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so there's a fight scene between Lamwai and um, Duke Sonata. Now Lamwai, I don't believe, is a martial artist, uh, or at least he's never been in a, a show that showcases his martial arts ability. He can swing a, a pipe pretty well. He can. He runs like an old man. Um, sorry, Lamwai, but it's true. Well, like an old stunt man. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he but he wasn't that old in this one. Um, and then Duke Sonata kind of, he's great. Like Sonata's got good moves. He, he looks like he's doing karate as opposed to like taekwondo or martial arts. Oh, sorry, taekwondo or Wing Chun. Um, but Sonata does a lot of uh, kind of breaking posts and smashing people across the face. Actually, fucking shit stunt number one. Lam Wai reverses the ute and Sonata jumps to go and catch the back of the ute and he lands like full chest. Yeah, face plants right on the ground. <laughs> Ouch. Now, I assume that was Sonata and not some other stuntman. But yeah, well, whoever it was, that was a shit stunt. Shit stunt number one. Of many. Um, and I don't know where the other two are in this because they do show up. Uh, towards the end, um, there's a bunch of landing on stairs and shins into posts. Oh, shit stunts? Yeah. Shins into posts. Uh, Sonata actually breaks a uh, shovel being thrown at him with his shin. Uh, <laughs> that would have been shit. Even if it was sawn off, it would have been shit. Yeah, not good. Michelle Yeoh gets thrown into a pole. like Thrown into glasses and bottles and shit. A lots lot. of that. Lots of that, actually. Our heads in glasses. Um, and even if it's cutaway glass or breakaway glass, it still still hurts pretty bad. Sorry, Chin Kalok gets thrown into a bunch of glasses. And Chin Kalok was the <laughs> uh, penultimate stuntman. I say penultimate because the ultimate stuntman is Mars, but he wasn't on this film as far as I know. Actually, sorry, sorry. Just uh, to jump back a little bit. Did you say Johnny Toe had something to do with this movie, Rachel? Uh-huh. He was second, second unit director or something. Wow. Pretty I cool. bet he was responsible for that, that War Bros story. <laughs> that seems like him, right? <laughs> I thought the, the, the California nightclub scene would be more his style. 
Yeah. Yeah, the angles, some of the angles were really, really nice, uh, especially the car approach outside the club with the slick cobblestone roads <laughs> or whatever it is. That was really, actually, the cinematography in parts were very, very nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, for an action movie, it looked really good. Mm. And the music was... Uh, I think it was suitably 80s with a bunch of slap bass and uh, synth. It was noticeable, but not like, I want to buy this. It was just like, oh, this kind of thumping bass. I mean, there's a lot of the same theme mm-hmm. going going over and over again, but... It wasn't offensive, but it wasn't like awesome. Yeah, it didn't get in the way, I don't I don't mm. feel. There's but, a cool bass in there, but yeah. Yeah. And I thought that the um, the dramatic moments, you know, when Michael Wong makes the sacrifice, which I was cheering for the whole movie, <laughs> I was hoping that at some point like, he would what die. What kind of jerk? I don't know why I think what kind of jerk would do that. So, I, okay, I, I guess we can talk about how shit Michael Wong is in this film. <laughs> so, he's a shit heel. He keeps trying to get into Michelle Yeoh's pants and he doesn't really take anything seriously. And Michelle Yeoh kind of goes along with it for the film. Because she's, she's playing tiny. hard to get a bit. Is she? Is she interested? I don't know. She's like, I don't want to. She's become really interested. She tells him off a lot. Yeah, that's why he's a, he's a bit of the sidekick, like you were saying, but a very like annoying, um, yeah, sex pest one. Like yeah, I was saying before, <laughs> like Sonata's not the love interest because his arc is that I'm avenging my my dead wife and dead child. It'd be pretty rude of him to just hook up with Michelle Yeoh after well, I was that. Like, I was waiting at the end. Come on, you two. You're just looking at each other. Yeah, well, I guess they're both injured terribly. Um, probably like <laughs> loss of blood and shit. Both covered in dust. But Michael Wong, I mean, he can he can try and crack under her at any time, right? And relentless. Yeah. From the from the grave as well. Yeah, that's right. Relentless. That's right. Oh, you're back? Oh, here's some flowers. Hi. Remember me, Michael Wong? A whole bag of flowers. She's just had a shit day. Her boss has just chewed her out and he rocks up. Here's flowers. <laughs> Remember me, Michael yeah. Wong? I'm going to come into your house. In fact... The rudest thing that he did, one of the rudest things he did was she said, no, you're not coming into my house. And he stands outside of a door and counts down. He's like, three, two, one. Oh. <laughs> and then she opens the door and lets him in. I said, that is a bad idea, Michelle Yeoh. Don't let Michael Wong into your house. You'll, he'll never leave. It's like a vampire. Don't invite him in. <laughs> so, Michael Wong is a terrible person and the whole film, I was kind of wishing he was, he was going to die. Would you say lovable idiot maybe? I think that's what he's supposed to be. He sure is lovable. Uh, Fucking annoying. (laughs) Annoying idiot. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, I guess they... Because he does die. Spoilers, he does die um, at the end. But he hadn't earned at that point me thinking, oh, that's a shame. Like, yeah. We love Wayne Lai. (laughs) Yeah. Well, not until Michelle cried a few tears. Yeah, I didn't understand. I didn't believe that she like loved him or cared for him as much as I'm going to kill the guy that killed him she'd be like I'm going to miss those flowers <laughs> going to miss them I'm going to miss those dumb photo booth photos yeah I guess part of it is the guilt because he plays a douchebag the whole film right and she does eat him out not like eat him out but she does <laughs> like <What>? yell at him <laughs> as like you're yeah. such an idiot right like just stop being childish yeah like, do your job seriously. Why can't you take it seriously? You're making things worse. And he actually does his job. So, she probably but feels But not before bad. he does a pouty scene where he just pouts with, the whole way. With a goldfish. Yeah, with a yeah. massive goldfish. And eats noodles in front of the goldfish yeah. without offering any to the goldfish. Uh, I don't know if that's safe to give goldfish noodles. Is that safe? You give them flakes. They have flakes. Fish flakes. flakes. Anyway, I'm, I'm not a goldfish <laughs> expert, so I can't speak. It's a pretty big goldfish. It was huge. Uh... 
But then Michael Wong looks at the goldfish and then he decides, he looks at a picture as well and he cracks the case that they're well, that's, actually... That's the thing, right? That the goldfish bowl amplifies the photo and he sees the fourth member of yes. the, the plot here. The fourth war buddy. And so, he warns Michelle Yeoh and... Because there, there are four war buddies and they were all like bonded by trauma, I guess. But we're going a bit ahead of ourselves because that happens after the California scene. We should Correct. Yeah, the oh, California scene is... should talk about that. That's insane. Yeah. All right, That's let's talk about the, that. Probably the best scene for the movie for me. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll do the quick setup on how they got there. So, basically, Sonata is pissed off that his family's been killed. He knows that Lam Wai is after them. So, what he does is he calls Michelle and says, I'm going to meet you at this club essentially using her as bait so that Lam Wai will show up to kill them. And so, Sonata goes and acquires a gun illegally. By beating up uh, Eddie Ma. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Eddie Ma, Asian Drago, uh, <laughs> and gets it, which is a quick little scene, but it is pretty good. And he shows up at the club in a cool white cravat for some reason. <laughs> and a leather jacket. And a leather jacket, which is also pretty cool. And he's waiting outside the club. Michelle Yeoh was supposed to go by herself. <laughs> But Michael Wong. Guess who? She brought buddy buddy with her. Yeah. Sex pest. Serial sex pest Michael Wong. Michael Wong says, I'll be your designated driver. She's like, oh, fuck. He's got no arm to drive. <laughs> That's right, because he hurt his elbow. He's, He's holding- got the biggest cast in the world for a little bump. Yeah, for all over his fingers and everything for this little elbow injury. <laughs> and so then, the- yes, they're all waiting at, the- at this club, California club. And then ensue the violence. A pretty cool, interesting club. I mean, uh, it's it's a club, but it looks more like a weird upscale restaurant. Why is it full of old people? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It is. I don't know that just accom- neon signs accommodating and all the little cameos that are basically in it. Glass like TV at that time, TVB actors. I guess they're having dinner, funky s- furniture and shit. Yeah, which makes it actually more shocking. I'm more shocked when Lam Wai opens up with his Uzi. Than I would be if it was just like teenage punks dancing at a club. <laughs> the fact that it's an old couple having a dinner and taking photos of each other, and then he just unloads on this old couple, makes it kind of more shocking. Question: Is this "quote unquote" nightclub scene better than the one in Angry Ranger with Ben Lamb? No, <laughs> no, because that that felt more like a nightclub than than this. That felt like a school dance than a nightclub. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Weird noughts and crosses. I kept trying to figure out who was winning the the game. Yeah. Well, hang on. Are we saying is this a better nightclub or is this a better nightclub scene? Scene. Because this is a better nightclub scene because oh, a whole sure. bunch of people get shot. <laughs> it's very Johnny Turner. It's endless glass. Yeah. People are getting smashed. This other guy who turns out to be the fourth brother ends up getting his head smashed. That's glass. Pai Ying and his character is called Bandana. Bandana. He's got the cool blue jacket. Yeah. Right. And he, he gets accidentally injured to fuck by Michael Wong trying to save him. And then Michael Wong's like, you owe me one. After he Wong. cut the fuck out of his head. Of course, that's what Michael Wong would say. <laughs> He's like accident prone. But they have this big fight with Lam Wai who kills a fuck ton of people. And, I'm uh, surprised there, any, there were any survivors because at, at the end, there were actually survivors at the, oh, were there? the police station. Hos- mm. uh, hospital, police station. Mm. They killed a lot of people. Oh, and Sonata didn't help either because he's running around shooting this big six shooter. And Michelle Yeoh is also jumping up and down everywhere. Michael Wong... Doesn't seem to do anything. He just kind of hid afterwards. Yeah. But there is a good fight with uh, Lam Wai and Michelle Yeoh because Michelle Yeoh wants Lam Wai alive and obviously Sonata wants him dead. So because Michelle Yeoh is trying to stop him from killing him, she cops like a glass to the chest 
uh, or the shoulder actually, which in action movie terms is a flesh wound. <laughs> and then um, Sonata gets shot in the shoulder. Doesn't seem to affect him too much though. No, he spins a lot. It's a big spin. It's like a 720. Do you think he hit that cravat and just blocked it? Oh. Yeah, yeah, it could be the thickness of the cravat <laughs> mixed with the leather. Um, but then uh, I guess Sonata gets his gun and he just unloads the clip into, into Lam Wai. And now they think that all the three brothers are dead. I mean, there was some really good scenes where like the entire glass cabinet full of... Oh my God, yes. Was it fish in, the, in there? It was Aquarius? a fish aquarium. But in a maze, it was like yeah. a vertical maze. Gee. And they smashed it. And I, at first I thought, that's probably not going to smash. That's probably thick aquarium grade glass. No. Nah. <laughs> because I think it was twice that he got a whole bunch of aquariums smashed in them. Yeah, they dropped that on the dude. I was like, I wonder how much this set cost. Because it was a lot of glass. It was pretty elaborate. Yeah. And people got thrown around everywhere, didn't they? They had a lot of breakable glass because they smashed glasses over people's heads in bottles. They really fucked up this set. Yeah. That's why I expected no survivors. Everybody died. In fact, yeah, I think uh, the police captain is, he's clearly pissed off because he's like, a lot of people died. It's and basically Kenneth Stung's like um, role in this whole movie is just to yell at Michelle <laughs> Yeoh. Yeah. And she takes it for the most part until the end when he is legit being pretty rude. He's talking about Michael Wong and his noble sacrifice and just going, I'm going to pin this all on and him. And she's just come from the funeral, right? Like yeah. She's still in her mourning clothes there. What kind of boss does that, man? Like, come on, send him to HR. Don't talk to him like that. <laughs> it was, he was out of line. He was out of line. And then she goes, I quit. He's like, you can't quit. And I thought, why? He's trying to get her to hand a badge in the whole time. Yeah. Prick. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was out of line. Out of line of duty. Oh, here we go. I, was, I was holding that win. I was like, no, that's too obvious. It's a little hanging fruit. You've got all the, you've got all the one-liners. Come on. <laughs> so, I think, I think, is there a fight scene in between that before the, uh, the end fight scene? Does oh, it, no, Melville. Uh, my Melville. Melville, 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 Melville. Doesn't uh, Sonata get buried? Oh, yeah, that's right. That was a shit stunt. Alive. Too. That was uh, with Lam Y. That was before the nightclub scene. And uh, I think he ends up in a hole. Yeah. You describe it, Scott. Uh, he chases him to a abandoned construction site. This is after the... Um, the uh, this is the car chase. Car chase, yeah. He falls in a hole and uh, he, he just knows how to, to work this bulldozer excavator and just starts burying him alive. And it's like, that's him getting buried alive there. Actual Sonata. There's one scene where Sonata's climbing up the side of the, the hole and the, like the bulldozer is pushing the sand. He jumps that he is, up. Yeah, that he's climbing. So you can see this whole pile ton of sand. You can clearly see his face. And when Sonata is getting to the top, this whole thing is just going to fall backwards and land on him. And it is brutal. That must, that, must, that must hurt. Like that dirt and the impact and the... It was a cut, but still. Still. Yeah. Well, that's why he's the Duke. Duke Sonata. There you go. Ain't afraid of no dirt. <laughs> it's scary. I'd be afraid. I'd Yeah, I'd be terrified. He's under dirt for a while too when she digs him out. It's like, yeah. And no. it's him because he moves like he actually comes out. So, his hair's perfect though. <laughs> Your jacket's pretty good too. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, good call because that was a pretty shit stunt. Sonata takes a lot of lumps in this film actually. Uh, so, yeah, after the uh, the nightclub, I mean... Anthony, Anthony Wong, <laughs> Michael Wong is... You wish it was he's Anthony. So famous forgettable. Wongs of Hong Kong cinema. Michael Wong is so forgettable. Michael Except Wong. different kind of Wong. You're not even vanilla. 
<laughs> you like yogurt. You like yolk. <laughs> what that I threw, the egg that I threw on, I don't know, my friend's house or something. Yeah. Forgettable, Michael Wong. Uh, but he does, He, of course, as soon as he solves the mystery of there being a fourth player, the fourth guy catches him. And then they have this great moment. It's kind of like a Legends of the Fall moment where Michael Wong is running away in slow motion. <laughs> and um, the dude, the bad guy, is uh, shooting. He's got the gun pointed at him. And I thought, this is it for Michael Wong. All my prayers have been answered. But no, he just gets shot in like the calf. That's the Achilles tendon, man. It's like, oh, I'd rather get fucking killed than that. That's like, oh, that's painful. Yeah. And then the, the guy strings Michael Wong up and tortures him and uses him as bait. And then they take him to the top of a building so Michelle Yeoh can come and try and rescue him. And then he shoots him in the other leg. So now Michael Wong has a sore shin. <laughs> he's got a sore Achilles and he's got a sore elbow. And a sore heart. And, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. From rejection. And he's hanging upside <laughs> down by one ankle. And he's trying to tell Michelle Yeoh, don't come, baby. Don't come. It's a trap. It's a, <laughs> it's a trap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Yeoh is running towards him. So what does Michael Wong do to try and save her? He's like, I know, I got this. He undoes the rope that's on his ankle so he will fall to his death. Noble sacrifice. And and the bad guys pull him out going, no, 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 no. I don't want you to die. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's like, you ruined my plan. You die too soon. Uh, but uh, Michael Wong is successful in undoing his, his lace. Yeah, I, I thought it'd be funny if he undid his shoelace and it got more tied up in the men got more secure that's so funny is <laughs> that so what's it that guy from the simpsons grimesy <laughs> frank grimes you faster and tie your shoelace and then your shoe would fall off and then you just you just fall anyway oh i'm so glad he died and where did he fall into uh well a window like a patio window and then like a big a bunch of flowers right bunch it's always flowers. It a bunch a flower of like, store, like a fake flower display or mm. something and i did i did hope that it didn't mean he survived I was hoping that the flowers did not cushion his fall. I was kind of thinking like he's going to break out of that coffin. Yeah. Michael Wong zombie. <laughs> but he did die and he was in a coffin. They buried him. With the wrong name. Uh, with the wrong name. They spelt it wrong. Somebody's obviously <laughs> creeped in and changed it. It was a good, like I was saying, it's a good shot though. All those flowers on, on the, um, the coffin, but then the wrong name. They probably figured that most of the viewers would be Chinese and it's wouldn't even be able to spell. read it. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be like, I don't even know this guy. But it was beautiful because he did die and I didn't believe that Michelle Yeoh actually cared enough about him to want revenge. But there you go. And they buried him in the coffin. And this is how bad the bad guy is. He's like, no, Michael Wong, I'm going to dig you up. You can't rest. You can't rest in peace or in pieces. <laughs> well, no, it's not. It hasn't, he hasn't decayed that long. Anyway, um, enough fantasizing. The body is still warm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, Michelle Yeoh is, uh, she gets a video, a VCR, and so does Duke Sonata. Duke's, Duke's got the extended cut, though. Yeah, that's right. Like, <laughs> that reminded Direct, me. Director's cut. It reminded me of Saw a bit. It's like, I gave you a little bit extra. And just to show to Duke Sonata that Michelle Yeoh was getting baited into this showdown at an abandoned open cut Quarry? line. Yeah. Quarry? Yeah, it's yeah. Quarry. Um. And so, this is the stupidest bit in the film where <laughs> Michelle Yeoh goes to like talk to an old friend about a vehicle. And I know. That's, that's his only line or in his, and part in the film as well. It's, that's why I keep wondering if these are all cameos or That something. old friend, Lao Xu Ming, 
Also, there's a, a character called Hui Xu Hing. Who, sorry, Hui Xu Hong, whose name is Meaty. Meaty. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is so stupid because clearly there is something underneath these covers that is probably a vehicle or some special reveal. Uh, and Sonata shows up in a car and he's in trouble because the car's been shot to hell and he can't get out. And then enter Michelle Yeoh in what is the stupidest tank. <laughs> it's like a, uh, you know, <laughs> you know the, uh, the video for Doctor and the TARDIS by the Time Lords where they make that fake Dalek? <laughs> it's like a fake uh, armored car or something. It is. It's stupid. It's got these tiny little wheels and inside Michelle Yeoh's in kind of like uh, what? The inside looks way cooler than the outside. Yeah. She's in a cockpit with controls and she's got, I don't know, what are they like studded punk gloves? Yeah. I guess. She means business. Steampunk gloves. Yeah. So, uh, hmm. kind of, anytime you have someone, you have exterior shots of a vehicle and then interior shots, which are clearly studio, it just doesn't, it's not convincing anymore. Now, yeah. we, we touched on uh, Sonata got the director's cut. What is he seeing that she hasn't? He's seeing dynamite in place of where, because uh, uh, the bad guy's got Michael Wong's coffin suspended above a building. And Michelle, you're always like, I will get vengeance for your soul or some shit. Yeah. Never mind that there's dynamite. So somehow Sonata gets there first because Michelle Yeoh is too busy trying to get a tank. <laughs> <laughs> she had to go out of town to get that tank, so it took a bit longer. Yeah. And the tank is, for the most part, invincible until... Um, until a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was. It just set it on fire. and it, does, it, does it work? You just throw the solution on, on the thing and it uh, just sets on fire? No, because there's only so much accelerant, right? Like once it burns off, it's gone. Unless you catch something else on fire. But what else is there to catch on fire on a tank? To be fair, when they, at the end, when they escape, that tank uh, armoured car in the back looks pretty well preserved when they're driving away. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe they just burnt out. I guess it could get hot in there. But even still, it's like if a Molotov cocktail hits you, you are flammable. Your clothes are flammable. Uh, the guy who gives it to her does say it's still got some work to be done. It's a bit of a prototype. So it's not like <laughs> a okay. final design. So. Maybe it wasn't metal. Maybe it was made out of cardboard. <laughs> who knows? Foil. Aluminium, yeah, aluminium foil. Yeah. Yes, but of course, you've got a uh, Michelle Yeoh, who's a great acrobat martial artist. You want her out of the tank and fighting this guy, mm-hmm. right? Do you remember what was that film that we saw with um, uh, Lam Ching Ying and it had like the uh, buzzsaw? No, it was Gordon Liu and it had the, the chainsaw and they were fighting this chainsaw fight. It was two chainsaws fighting each other, but Conan Lee was in it. I think it was Tiger on Beat. Tiger on Beat finishes with the chainsaw fight. Uh-huh. This reminded a lot of Tiger on Beat. With Michelle Yeoh fighting the bad guy who had a chainsaw and obviously really close cuts. Come on, Sam. This didn't remind you of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Secret of the Years, where Super Shredder's in there and the, the doc falls on him. Oh, that yes, you're right. <laughs> yes, you're right. Super Shredder. Yeah. And what the hell happened to Razor? What's Razor and... Ah, I don't know. But, yeah. the, but Super Shredder's in similar position to our, our bad guy here in the... She goes through the tank and the, the building collapses, right? I was like, oh, they're done. He survives. He kicks a bit of corrugated iron out the way. Yeah. He's <laughs> right, back yeah. right back into it. Now, Sonata is out of action because he's been stabbed in the leg. Yes. Yes. So now it's all up to Michelle Yeoh to fight this guy. And get the honor of the coffin. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal fight scene. Brutal. And Michelle Yeoh does very well. Very well in it. But obviously, you can only have one winner. There can only be one. And it's Michelle Yeoh. <laughs> She doesn't kill the guy, though. Well, she, it looks like she kills him. It looked like she managed to kick him in the head and strangle him a few times. He seemed to have some problems with his throat. Like, I thought maybe she had a blade in her shoe, but maybe just... 
He get copped a good blow, blow in the throat. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Maybe he swallowed like a butter menthol and he's like, oh, no, I shouldn't swallow that. That's for sucking. He was going to turn to a frog. (laughs) That's a sucking lolly, not a swallowing lolly. But then he rose up again like a zombie with a... Flamethrower? No, it was a... Big um, torch. torch. Yeah. Flaming torch. Because he's rigged the place up to explode. Yeah. Because he said if one dies, we all die or we all die together. Which is the buddy war. Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't care that he that he's actually set himself on fire in the process to set the um, what do you call it the explosives off? Yeah, the dynamite, the longest fuse mm-hmm. in the world. Oh yeah, yeah. Also, uh, sorry, go on, Rich. I was going to say because Sanada can can drag himself like for two minutes with a bad leg while the fuse is still going. Yeah, it takes him a long time. A comical long fuse. But then, as <laughs> soon as they hop on this like rail cart, everything starts exploding yeah. as if the fuse just, just got short. Right next to them as well. Yeah. That's dramatic. Throughout uh, this film, there are flashbacks to these war buddies uh, in their time in whatever war they're in. And that's kind of weird because it sets them up as like heroes. Because yeah. it's like, oh, these, these guys had a hard time in the war. And it's like, they're the bad guys though. But these flashbacks, like, I don't know, it's weird. The, the camaraderie of it. Yeah. The, the gray area. It's not like they're all psychos killing people, innocent people and being like, one dies the order, we're in this together. They're like valiant war heroes. Well, they are. The most villainous thing is when Lamwai opens up in that nightclub mm. and kills like 50 people. But before that, you're like, these guys could have just been like smoking weed. <laughs> but essentially, our, our friend with the torch here kills himself because he lands in a bunch of uh, uh, flames. He sets himself on fire, right? So there's going to be one guy brutal. set on fire. One that's poor a shit stunt, stunt guy that's having a bad, to do that. That's a bad stunt. Shit stunt, man, because he's already in the ground. Um, and then I think that's the end of the film. I shit you not. They, they escape the explosions. They've got the coffin. And at the end, Michelle Yeoh is like, come on, let's drag this. And Sonata's character or the actor himself goes, what? Like, yeah. Puts his hands up. And they're like, like almost like, oh, one more scene to film. And they have to drag the coffin. They start dragging the coffin away. No freeze frame though. They show some, uh, some flashbacks of the explosion. But he, his character's like arms in the air exasperatedly. That's so funny. What'd you say, Scott? Michael Wong died as he lived. Annoying. <laughs> Being a burden to everybody. <laughs> Being an inconvenience. Everyone. Freeze frame. I wish. There was no freeze frame. No. Uh, but after the credits, it goes, the end. The end. Which is good enough. Uh, great film. I really enjoyed it. Um, would I watch it again? Yeah, I probably would. Thumbs up, thumbs down, or thumbs up. thumbs up, right? I was thinking, yeah, I would watch it again. Rachel? Uh, maybe another, I don't know, 20 years time so when I've up. forgotten everything that happened in this film, including Michael Wong. Thumb thumbs up. up or thumbs down? It's a short yeah. answer. Oh, thumbs up, of course. I'd say thumbs up and I would watch it again because I want to see that nightclub scene again because that was so cool. Yeah. There's just so many uh, crazy, incredible stunts, really painful ones. You know what? I'd like to watch the English dub of this to see how, oh, no. oh, man. how no bad way. it is for Michael. I'd love to watch that just for Michael Wong. Michael Wong in English. <laughs> you think it, you think he's doing the English dub? It probably isn't. I don't know. You're going to dub his dumb voice. It's not a- <laughs> his voice looks like he's mouthing Cantonese words, though. At first, I thought he wasn't saying Cantonese, but at the end, it did seem so. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I thought uh, other than Michael Wong, the movie was great. <laughs> I don't know who else you could cast. I mean, it, it seems like um, almost like custom written for him. Yeah, to being I mean, annoying prick. But I would have thought that if you cast anybody else who's like that kind of character, like Smarmy, yeah, they would have brought more to it. Like if you cast um, Chow Yun Fat in yeah. that role, 
But he's not that kind of character. Yeah. You yeah. could cast maybe Stephen Chow at that point because he was just that annoying psychic. Yeah, I guess. Stephen Chow doesn't have but that kind of But he's not like someone you could even you know who you go to cast? war for. Who? You cast Wayne Lai <laughs> in that film. Or Sam Hui. Or Sam, yeah, Sam Hui. Sam Hui. Sam Hui could pull it off, be like uh, annoying no, but charming. You'd fall in love with that guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see. Your, so your point is you're not supposed to fall in love with that guy. No, you're supposed to hate no, that guy. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Wayne Lai. Yeah, Wayne Lai. <laughs> Wayne Lai. So is there anything. Oh, oh, oh. Jason, Jason Pipeo. Jason. Jason Pipeo. <laughs> he could be the police good commissioner. Good enough. Yeah. <laughs> He's too old. Yeah, that too by that time, I think. I don't think he would believe that women wouldn't reject him. <laughs> He wouldn't have been like, what? You're saying no to the pipe owl? He'd go, <laughs> don't you know that I'm the supreme swordsman? Have I, have I shown you my sword mansion? Oh, here we go. Here yeah. we go. Penis. <laughs> Tags. Is, uh, is there anything in the film that you're watching you're like, mm, damn, I'm going to give that a go. I'm going to try that out. Hmm. Might fall in the barrel on my back. Oh, that's a bullshit stunt too. He lands like on the small of his neck on the barrel. Oh Ooh. shit, really? Not just his back. Yeah, no. It's like oh, you know how they do that thing where they land kind of like almost like a handspring. Yeah. Right? But without your hands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he did that. But hopefully the barrel had a bit of give and bent a bit. <laughs> uh my thing would be I never went there. I don't have a desire to eat there, but the jumbo restaurant seems oh, to be this iconic legendary this iconic venue. It's like, oh that would be cool to see. Is but that a floating restaurant? Yeah. Back in the day. That looked really cool. I thought you were talking about jumbo video. Oh well that of course. <laughs> That's, That's also a whatever. sinking ship, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. Is that a famous uh, restaurant, isn't it? Yeah. Jumbo? Yeah. I guess so. And only until recently it was still floating, I guess. But it wasn't operation op- operating. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, two things I want to do in this film. Um, I want my next plane trip to be on that plane <laughs> with the size and the space of comfort. And the other thing I want to do is wear a white cravat with a leather jacket. <laughs> what about a uh, girl mullet like Michael Wong? He had a bit of a mullet going on. I don't want to be any association with Michael Wong. Um, <laughs> his mullet was, yes, it was a big mullet. But man, Michael Wong. I just want to be like Michael Wong and watch uh, video evidence and just my eyes go bigger and bigger because I realize what's happening and then I go zoom and I'm like... That's acting. Yeah. And he pressed rewind like four times as if to say like, I didn't quite get that the first time, rewind. And I actually thought it'd be funny if the tape started getting chewed by the VCR (laughs) player because then he'd be like, oh no, I fucked up. I got no evidence now. And goes, wow, wow, wow. And the music is on. Oh, Michael, grow up. <laughs> That's a perfect response. Pretty much. So yes, Royal Warriors, 1986's Royal Warriors. Check it out if you can find it, and also check it in the Line of Duty Three because that looks great. Yeah. And if you can find the magical no, Line of Duty, Richard Ung and Stanley Fuller. This is are you better. kidding me? Come on, we'll watch it. We're gonna watch it. Oh yeah, Robin Shu. Yeah. Robin Shu. Michael Wong. Yeah. I want. I want to see that one where Michael Wong is the um the villain. Yeah, oh, Legacy of I mean, he's always a villain, but still. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I want to watch that. Yeah, well, he's actually a villain and he dies deservedly. I don't tell me how it ends. Spoiler alert. Look, villains always die, don't they? How do you... Actually, maybe he doesn't die. Maybe he gets raped. Maybe he could have... Oh, jeez. I don't remember. He could escape to the United States. I don't know. I think Bolo Jung's in that as well. So, maybe him and Bolo get together. Can I just uh, make a little quick uh, sidebar here? We're looking at Bolo Jung's... One of Bolo Jung's sons, his Instagram... This is David Jung. Now, I know Bolo Jung's name isn't Bolo Jung, but for us here, he's Bolo Jung forever, right? So, 
David Jung. His Instagram is David Bolo Jr. Jung. It's like, no, mate. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. You're not Bolo Jr. You're ripped to shreds and you're muscly, but you're not Bolo Jr. You never earned it. No. Your name is David. David. Not Dave. You're David. Yeah. Stop Sh- trying to be Bolo Jr. Shots fired. Did you hear that? Did you hear that, David? You're getting called out. <laughs> what you going to do? What you going to do? Hey, AsianActionCastleGmail.com if you want to talk about it. Yeah. Instagram. Twitter. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> don't, don't just stand there punching boards because you know what? Boards don't hit back. Kumite. <laughs> Kumite. <laughs> Show us the dim Mac. <laughs> anyway. On that note, bye. (laughs) Did that. He's like, three, two, one. Oh. (laughs) Oh.